Hello, and welcome to the How We Get Through It podcast. I'm your host, Sumistrata. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the How We Get Through It podcast. And today we are going to talk about the importance of resilience and self-awareness. The connection here is important to me because over the last 12, 13 years, I have had to use self-awareness to help build my resilience. And when we talk about resilience, I love the heart math definition because they say that it is the ability or the capacity to prepare for, recover from, or adapt in the face of stress, adversity, or challenge. And you know, if you understand what self-awareness is, it's the ability to understand our emotions, our thoughts, our behaviors, like our patterns that we have when we do things. We know that self-awareness is the foundation that helps us to build our resilience because it helps us to recognize and regulate our emotional responses to stressors. And so, you know, in 2010, when we started building our family, And in 2014, when we finally had our daughter, I had to use a lot of these coping mechanisms to help me get through, you know, some really hard days. And I didn't notice it at the time, but I was doing it almost automatically. And I was doing it by, you know, practicing uh, mindfulness meditation, using affirmations in a way to help me have a more positive mindset. I kept a journal where I was able to, you know, record the ways that I was feeling during the day and the ways that I was coping or just kind of vent out my feelings. That was a really powerful way to help me to develop that self-awareness and resilience. Okay, so now that you know what resilience and self-awareness is, uh, you're probably thinking, well, why is it important to be self-aware? And the two things that I found is that coping with stress. We are faced with so much stress in our day-to-day life and being self-aware will help us to cope with that stress and manage, you know, the situations effectively. And, you know, through this, we can help ourselves regulate our emotions and respond in a more adaptive and productive way. And the other reason it's important is for mental health. There has been a sharp decline in mental health in this country, and by building our self-regulation and resilience skills, we can help maintain our good mental health and manage negative emotions. And the third reason is adaptability. These skills can help us adapt to the changes and obstacles, and we can better navigate unexpected situations. So, you know, you can become self-aware to help build your resilience and this is going to help you overcome whatever challenge happens in your life. Uh, And we're going to go through shortly some different aspects of self-awareness and in that I'm going to give you some strategies that you can use on a a practical level to help you to um, make this an ongoing process. So there are three different aspects to self-awareness, and that includes emotional, cognitive, and social awareness. And to develop emotional awareness, we can practice mindfulness meditation, we can keep a daily journal, 
or you can even seek feedback from others that we, um, you know, to, to find out from them how they perceive us, how we are coming across to them. And one of the ways that I, on a regular basis, practice this is by uh, doing, in the morning, I do a meta or a loving kindness meditation. And that helps me to cultivate feelings of love and kindness and compassion towards not only myself, but to others too. And this meditation I started probably about three years ago, and I do it on a regular basis. And it really has helped me to improve my relationships and enhance my self-compassion. I love when they talk about compassion as a muscle and we have to build it. And that's how I think about it is that when I'm starting to get a little snarky or I'm not good enough type feelings, I know it's time to increase the amount of loving kindness practice that I do. And so it is um, a meditation where you sit um, and focus on yourself first and you send yourself uh, loving kindness and you do that by using mantra phrases. So may I be safe, may I be happy, may I be healthy, may I live with ease. And then you say that to yourself once and then you bring to mind somebody that is close to you that you love and you use the same phrases again may you be safe may you be happy may you be healthy may you live with ease and then you bring to mind a neutral person maybe somebody who works at the grocery store or the pharmacy and you send them the same phrases may you be safe may you be happy May you be healthy. May you live with ease. And the last person that you bring to mind is somebody who is either has a difficult relationship with you or maybe somebody who is going through a difficult time and bring them to mind and you send them the same phrases. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. And you do that, you know, for five, 10 minutes, and I'll do it right when I wake up, before I start my day, before I get out of bed, and that kind of sets the tone for the day. And I'll always bring to mind either somebody who I'm having a difficult time with or somebody who is having a difficulty, and it just helps me to soften the edges. If I'm having, if I have a difficult relationship with somebody, or maybe the day before, I just felt like I could have done better. I'll bring that person to mind and just send them loving kindness. And it changes, you know, the frame in which I am interacting with that person because I've already begun my day by sending them loving kindness. And that's something that helps me to become more self-aware because then throughout the day, you know, just as in uh, when you are focusing on gratitude, you're scanning your day for Um, either things to be grateful for, but I'm scanning my day for people that I want to send loving kindness with. And sometimes it's as simple as maybe I'm waiting in line at the grocery store and, you know, I'm ready to leave. I'm done being in the grocery store. And I just find that, you know, if I can stand there for a few minutes and send loving kindness to myself and to others, it changes my whole experience. It helps me to, you know, when I get to the cashier, have 
a bit more compassion for myself and for them and for the people that are standing around there. And that is, has been really, when I started doing the loving kindness meditation, that really changed, um, you know, the trajectory of how I was living my life. I had found myself becoming very snarky and, you know, just jaded, um, cynical and doing this practice each and every day has really changed that for me. And, that's, you know, one of the ways that I practice and develop my emotional awareness. The other way is you can seek out somebody that you trust and, um, you know, somebody that, ha- that is close to you, that knows your work, that you're comfortable talking with, and just ask them, you know, how do you feel that I'm performing? Or what do you think that I can do better? Um, you know, ask them, you know, how you know, how you can improve what it is that you're doing and try to have an open mind when you're receiving that feedback. Try not to get too defensive. Um, This is going to enhance your self-awareness. It's going to identify maybe blind spots that you may not be aware of, and it will just show that you want to improve yourself. Uh, And the last way is by keeping a journal. Keeping a journal is self-explanatory. You know, you may feel like, Oh, I can, you know, just write down what happened throughout my day. Yes, you can do that. That's a great way to use a journal and go back and read it. But you can also also um, ask yourself questions in the journal, like, you know, what is it that I want right now? Um, you know, what direction or where do I see myself going in five years? Ask yourself those questions on a regular basis, because it will really help you to identify areas in which you know, maybe you're pivoting, maybe things in your life are changing and it will really help you to um, identify those things for you um, rather than just having it be kind of, you know, in your mind, kind of circling around in there. When you put it on paper, you're able to see it in front of you. So it's a great way to improve your self-awareness. And that's a really good transition to cognitive awareness. And for cognitive awareness, we want to be able to question our own assumptions, our beliefs. Um, You know, this is going to help us to understand our own thought processes, including your beliefs and your biases. And a great way to develop cognitive awareness is to question yourself. Uh, You know, ask yourself questions like, why did I react that way? If something really triggered a emotional response or a behavior, you know, ask, when the situation is over, ask yourself, you know, what made me react that way or what triggered that thought? And this way you can gain insight into your own cognitive processes. And when you do that, you can go further and ask yourself, you know, why do I believe this? Is there evidence support it? You know, something I love to do is if I get into a downward spiral in thinking, you know, about something or the way something is going to turn out, I'll ask myself, is it true? And that simple sentence can help me to, you know, go in a different direction to stop that downward spiral. Because, you know, if it's not true, then I don't have any evidence to support it. You can, you know, kind of challenge that thinking. Uh, You want to seek out diverse perspectives and, you know, don't just surround yourself with people that will, you know, say yes or, you know, encourage every, you know, 
thing that's going on in your mind. You want to be able to not only challenge your own thinking, but have people challenge your thinking. Uh, that will help you to, you know, gain insight into, you know, what your thought process is, which can really help you to become more self-aware. And finally, we want to talk about social awareness. And this involves understanding the needs and perspectives of others. And sometimes I find this very difficult um, (laughs) because, you know, this it involves a lot of active listening and um, being open to differences of opinions and not being so upset by them. And so understanding that two things can be true at once is very helpful in this situation. So, you know, we can practice active listening when engaging with others and active listening um, is when you're really engaged in the listening and you can repeat back to the individual just so that they know that you understand them, understood them correctly. So if somebody tells you something, you can take it in and then, you know, respond with what I'm hearing you say is, and then explain back so that they know that you understood exactly what they are talking about. And this will help, you know, showing that you understand And also try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and imagine, you know, you being in that, that situation can help you to respond to them in a more compassionate and supportive way. And um, just be aware of your nonverbal cues when you're speaking to people, because, you know, your words can be saying one thing, but your body is telling them something different. So, you know, just be aware of that, um, those nonverbal communications and, you know, take time to learn about different cultures and customs and understand, you know, the perspective that other people may have. Try not to look at everything through your own lens of living because, you know, when we look at things only through our lens, we're using all of our experiences to dictate our beliefs. And when we, you know, open that lens to a wider view, we see that you know, other people have different experiences and, you know, we can be more supportive and helpful if we, you know, look at things from their perspective and that'll help you to understand where they may be coming from. And, you know, these strategies will only help you be to become more self-aware and better equipped to uh, handle, you know, whatever challenge and situation that, you know, comes your way. So now that we talked about self-awareness and we know how we can um, develop it, resilience involves developing adaptability, a positive mindset, and having social support. And um, to develop adaptability, we you know, would have to practice being flexible, focusing on solutions, cultivating gratitude and embracing change. And those are you know, ideas that we pretty much do um, intermittently, or maybe more of us do on a daily basis. But when we really focus our attention on it, it grows, right? Anything that we are focusing our attention on is going to increase. And so having a positive mindset is more than, you know, just focusing on 
affirmations, but it involves focusing on our solutions rather than our problems. And we can do that by, um, you know, when faced with a challenge, we can train ourselves to ask, you know, what can I do to solve this rather than why did this happen to me or this always happens to me. Um, and we can focus on the solutions and opportunities rather than dwelling on the problem. And this will help us to have a more positive mindset. Um, and cultivating gratitude. Um, I think this was one of the things that you know really helped me and continues to help me because when we cultivate gratitude, you know, I'll just tell you how I do it. And when I cultivate gratitude, I you know, will write down in my phone, I have a, in my notes app, I have a little um, ongoing list of things that I'm grateful for. And, you know, I try to do it on a daily basis, but honestly, it's, you know, it's something that, you know, I will do, you know, at least a couple of times a week, but maybe not on a daily basis. But what it helps me do is, especially in times of challenge, I am able to, rather than always think about the negative things that are happening, I will scan my day for things that are going on that are good or, you know, these little glimmers in the day, moments of awe that I can kind of go back to. And it could just be as simple as, you know, sitting down outside and watching the wind blow the trees back and forth because that really grounds me into the present moment and helps me to be grateful for something that is bigger than me or what it is that I'm going through. And if we can do that on a daily basis, you know, the, the, you know, the science shows that it really helps you to improve your resilience. Well, the one thing that I know for sure, and I've learned over the past few years is that change, whether we like it or not, it's going to happen. Things are going to evolve and transform, and it can be challenging and scary, but embracing it can help us to be more resilient. Um, change fosters growth, and so when we are, when we open ourselves to new experiences, we're forced to adapt and learn new skills. Um, you know, for example, having this podcast, I'm not used to, um, doing it and so it's very difficult but it's change and I know that it's going to you know get me out of my comfort zone help me to learn new things I've had to learn how to use the recording software how to upload it how to make the graphics all of those things you know are helping me to become more resilient because I know that if something you know happens and it's something new I have to learn that I'm that I know that you know in the beginning it's going to be kind of wonky and maybe not sound so great but I'm going to keep doing it and eventually it's going to come more naturally um, so change helps us to uh, you know fosters our growth and you know helps us to build our coping skills when we're faced with a major change um, you know, we have to confront, like I said, difficulties like fear and anxiety and uncertainty. And with when we learn to cope with them, we're going to develop stronger resilience and it's going to help us manage our stress better. Um, and this is going to help us have a growth mindset. So back in 2016, like right in the middle of the thick of it, I found um, social support in the form of um, an Instagram community. 
of women and couples that were going through, you know, the same experience that I was. And it was peer support. Um, talking to others that were going through the same experience was so empowering and validating because it gave me um, a sense of community. Um, it helped me to feel less alone and it helped me to process my feelings. You know, I could, um, you know, post something in my stories, whether I was going to a morning appointment or I just received a negative test and you would have so many women right there to support you in any way you needed. And it also is great to have that support network because those are the the people that are helping, you know, the ones now that are supporting those going through it with the information that they need of how to support people that are in, you know, these um, difficult situations. And so, you know, I'd encourage you that if you're supporting somebody who is going through infertility or, uh, you know, a, a, a mom who has, or mom or dad who have uh, special needs children, you know, find that community so that you are able to support them in a way, really help them to feel that you went out of your way to support them and that you really care for them. So uh, with that, I am complete. I hope that this episode helped you to see how resilience and self-awareness are interconnected and that our self-awareness helps us to develop and um, maintain our resilience and that um, you know if we practice mindfulness and have a support system if we you know take care of ourselves and learn from failure embrace change that um, we can overcome our challenges you know things aren't going to get easier but we can become more confident and more resilient and better able to navigate the ups and downs of life by being resilient and self-aware. And, you know, I hope that you're, you have some takeaways from today and I'd love for you to share that in a review or, um, you know, tag me in a social media post so that you can show me how you are incorporating these into your daily life. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.